Well, here we are. Got the gang back together again. Uh, <clears throat> hello, listeners. Welcome to uh, Gamer Heroes Podcast with GGKC. Um, like I said, all four of us here today. Uh, this is episode 70. Which it means is. we've been doing this for... 10 the whole episodes. 10, yeah. Seven, yeah. <laughs> Just ignore the other people who did this. <laughs> they were subbing in for a little while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so thanks for hanging out with us. Um, got the whole crew here today. John, where you been? Um, <clears throat> Denver, which, uh, you know, when you're traveling for work, there are far worse places to go. Uh, I could tell a few stories, but, you know, <laughs> Rocky Mountain, North Carolina... Bowling Green, Kentucky. Yeah, there's some there's some not so fun places to go. So yeah, I've been out out and about for for work. Um, we'll be floating in and out here on the podcast for a little while. Hopefully, after the new year, be a little little bit uh, more consistent back in the back in the shop here. Well, we're, we're glad to have you back, well, especially for this episode. Thanks, that means a lot to me. <laughs> uh, well, we got a bunch of stuff we could talk about today. Um, we got anything from Extra Life Game Day. Uh, we could wrap up a little bit more some stuff we talked about uh, last week with Worlds and with Blizzard. I know there are a couple things from BlizzCon I forgot that, uh, you know, we, we mostly covered everything. Uh, we've got some miscellaneous items. We've got some some goofy things. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's start with the one I, I think I actually... Oh. Oh, I have a huge most. news item. Oh, you guys heard about this Diablo thing? Oh, <laughs> let's talk about it. Okay, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, this is just a little joke about how I haven't been here. <laughs> the internet has opinions. Uh, yeah, Mike uh, Mike let us all in on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Are we just going to gloss right over Stan Lee? Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, uh, leave to the end. <laughs> rip, rip in peace. Rip in peace indeed. Yeah. No, but, but for real, I mean, obviously very influential person. Um, 95, so it's, you know, it's not like he yeah. uh, didn't have a good run. Um, you yeah, it's know. like the Hugh Hefner of nerds. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. he played Hugh Hefner in one of the movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. He, he did. Yeah, Hugh Hefner cameo. <laughs> I can't remember which yeah. movie that was. One of the Avengers, I think. Uh, that checks out. He has so many different cameos. I like that. I, I didn't know what it was at the time, but that uh, they portrayed him as one of the Watchers, I think he's called, uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. 2 when it popped up, and he's explaining... He's in a space suit, yeah. but he's actually, like, himself. Mm. And he's explaining to those, you know, cosmic oh, creatures. It was, it was meta. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like that uh, for all the cameos he's had, uh, for him to have been portrayed as a watcher where, apparently, I didn't know this until someone explained this to me, but in the comic books, these watchers are the, these cosmic beings that show up when some big shit's about to go down. So anytime a watcher shows up, you know that there's a huge, important something that's about mm-hmm. to happen. So the idea is that Stanley is one of these watchers. So the reason we see him in all these very important places is because he's actually one of these cosmic beings. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that so, makes sense. Yeah. So he's basically Thanos. He killed all the characters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, but also how appropriate that he would pass away between uh, Infinity War yeah. and Infinity War 2. Snap of the fingers. Yeah. yeah. So honestly, it seems like he wrote that pretty well. Yeah. You know? Um, how much? So, how much? Uh, how much creative control did he actually have over the the Marvel universe and the the cinematic universe? I assume that idea? he's at the end of most yeah. big decisions, but he's not making ideas. Uh, I mean, I know for a long time he's been um, doing the tour, you know, the con tour all mm-hmm. over all over the world, really. Um, 
but each year, you know, rumors would would swirl where he would do less and less and less. You know, fewer autographs, fewer photos, and all this stuff. Um, I mean, he's just an old dude, ninety five. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, there was a lot of tough articles over the past year with him and his age. I think you know how he was being handled with his agents. Yeah, I recall. And, um, so I don't remember the details, but you know. Obviously, it's rest in peace to very influential man over the past. I think you said it great uh, in our GGKC post over the past half century. Um, mm. So, yes, rest in peace, yeah. Stan Lee. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to learn more about Stan Lee, uh, go listen to The Wizard and the Bruiser. It's a podcast made by a couple guys on the team that do uh, last podcast on the left. It's not any of those specific people, but it's the same network. They cover a bunch of nerdy stuff, and they do deep dives and, and all that stuff. I learned a whole bunch about um, – What's his name? Alan, uh, the guy who made The Watchmen. Um, yeah, they, they and, and Hideo Kojima has a really good one, too. Uh, I really highly recommend those. They're pretty funny, and they're very insightful. Um, but, yeah, they have, had one on Stan Lee that was really cool, too, and it really goes over, uh, you know, not just his body of work, but what led to his, his huge success and, you know, the ups and downs of it because it wasn't all, you know, sunshine, sunshine and rainbows. Uh, but that's, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, and uh, um, anybody who wants a you know a little bit deeper conversation on this from uh, other people in the Gamer Heroes Network, uh, w- the day we're recording this, of course, the day that Stanley actually passed um, Monday, um, the uh, the Screen Heroes podcast uh, episode that's being released today is going to or tomorrow is going to include um, a, a lot more conversation on this topic, as those guys are. Obviously, deeply involved in the the MCU and and things like that. Yeah, I thought it was remarkable. He, he Derek was like, "Well, we were going to de- do the DC extended universe today, but nope, we're not doing that." Trumped. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move on. Um, so yeah, what about the uh, what right, about the, on. the the one thing I really want to talk about is that League of Legends. Yeah, that's what we're moving on to. Okay, I was afraid you were going to talk, yeah, talk international about international junior. One. So international <laughs> junior. So uh, you know. They riots gone all out with with their um, with their world's uh, spectacle. Um, you know they have the opening ceremony for the actual world finals day, uh, the World Series, the World's Series. And uh, last year they had an elder dragon from the game that appeared in AR in the stadium. It was pretty cool. Uh, so you know it's flying around the stadium, it lands, it does some stuff. Um, so this year they topped that by they had. Uh, a K-pop band and an American crossover pop artist, I think, whose name I didn't recognize, but, you know, that doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, they went on stage, they created this song just for League of Legends, and they went on and performed it live. There's a music video for it where four of the heroes are transformed into the K-pop, uh, the actual real-life K-pop artists. Um, and it's pretty cool. It's really well done. They you know, whole animated music video and in true K-pop style, they have like a dance uh, segment and all this stuff. Um, but, you know, a music video has happened before. Uh, what made this one unique was on stage when they're performing the concert, uh, part of the stage was just the augmented reality heroes. Um, so you had like the band over here, other stuff over here. You've got the artists singing and dancing in the back. And then in the front, you've got these characters that aren't actually there, you know, and I'm not sure how the people in the stadium see it. I mean, certainly if you watch like the 
jumbotron or whatever you can yeah. see what we see um but that that's so remarkable and i mean uh you can obviously tell that you know what's real and what's not uh but it is interesting because the the heroes that are turned into these ar figures uh represent each of those k-pop people so they're like dressed alike you know so you can see them you know there'll be a part where like the real one and the ar1 are walking along the stage together and they're both wearing mostly the same outfit it's just like huh this is a thing it it is interesting (laughs) to think about how that's rehearsed and how that's built right because Mm -hmm. uh you can't necessarily predict the moves of the the performers to make them sync up or maybe they do yeah i mean is there if you is it real time you know animation almost yeah so i mean it'd be the same way if you just put if you just played the track and then push play on like the AR right. stuff, the AR stuff's going to run. But so exactly. you, so with that timing, the same way you set up anything in a show, whether it's pyrotechnics or I hope nobody you know. trips through a oh. an AR hero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean just choreography though, right? Yeah, with things you can't see though. Yeah, right. But I Which, mean, I don't. It's just to me, that would make stage. it challenging. Well, I mean, you just do what you got to do, and then well, yeah. everyone else sees something else. Like you're just performing the show there's probably a bunch of like red green and blue footprints on the stage already they just follow them yeah just give them headsets like DDR it'd be perfect down down dude what if what if they gave glasses to the performers so they like can see where they're supposed to go on the ground they should that's what I'm saying they're like they're like twirl around with these you know and like as the time gets closer they change color so you can see and like if you miss one it makes a really loud (laughs) sound I wish I knew any League Heroes because I could make a lot of jokes about this all I know is the Dota variants so I I only know the yeah. I think I know. I think I, know, I got Fiddlesticks because I like that name a lot. This is awesome. You guys are just really downplaying this. My favorite is Gragas, one of them, the Rabble Rouser. He's one of my favorite. But yeah, it'd be fun to see. Was there a Gragas up there dancing? Uh, I'm just going to say yeah. Okay. Let's just say yeah. There were two Graguses. I don't know if there was, but there was a guy up there that looked just like a Gragas. <laughs> yeah, that's not part of the AR. That's, That'd be funny. That guy snuck on stage. They're like, and the newest K-pop star. <laughs> yeah, so so that stuff's interesting. Uh, certainly I've never heard of anything like that to that scale. I mean, that's huge. Uh, and like I said to you guys before, uh, this song's not bad. Um, it's pretty well put together. So check it out. Yeah. Make sure so you, that, like, jamming out to K-pop in your car. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I know you're joking, but, like, I don't really like K-pop that much. I just don't like pop that much, but I think American pop is the worst. <laughs> it's one of those things you don't tell people, but you listen to it on your car ride to and from work. Yeah, right? yeah. There you go. Uh, so that stuff's interesting. I, I would actually like to see more stuff like that. You know, last year, uh, Imagine Dragons had, um, they made, like, was that last year? Jeez, this actually could have been a couple years ago at this point. They had uh, the Immortal song or whatever mm-hmm. that was the world's theme song, and they performed it live in, I think it was in South Korea. Um, and Pretty that was really sure cool. That was also the theme song of college year. football that year. So It was oh, it crossover. Was That's like when Coldplay came out with that Paradise song, and they were like, you know what? Let's use this for literally everything. everything. <laughs> Do you like this song? Not for long. Party rock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so that's a thing that exists, and uh, about the same time that I was reading about that, um, I read it. There are a couple different things. So there's a game called The Quiet Man that debuted at E3 this year, and I had forgotten about it. I did uh, not see this, The Quiet Man. So the whole thing is it's supposed to transition seamlessly from 
full motion video from FMV to CGI, which isn't the craziest thing. You know, stuff like that has happened kind of before. So that was like, you know, oh, we're going to really make this immersive because, you know, it's going to be a smooth transition. You know, what's real and what's not. Well, the, the kick of the game is that there's basically no sound. There are definitely no words except for at the very beginning of the game. But Ugh, uh, Count me out. <laughs> so it could be cool. Totally not cool. Like, it seems like... No sound at all? Basically, no. It seems like your character is deaf. But um, the, the problem is that your character appears to be able to lip read. But you can't. So if you, unless you can lip read as good as the actual character, then you can't, you can't tell what's going on. So you can tell what they were trying to do like storytelling-wise here, but it... They're taking it to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah. so they, they ended up uh, having, like, a patch or, like, a free download or whatever that after you beat the game once, you can go back again with the audio turned on. So it's like, okay, well, you know, again, it's like, I see what you were going for. Huh. You just didn't land it. You know, you didn't stick the landing on that one. Uh, anyway, Giant Bomb this premiered played at E3 this, this E3? Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, Giant Bomb played that on their Extra Life stream, and it was extra bad. What is this a uh, exclusive to a system? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I have to now just to buy it. Buy it. Stream it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I d- it might just be on PC. You, maybe it's sort of like a, a tell your own story. Like you just put words into their mouths as their lips move. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Well, I mean, you know, like when you're at a table with your wife and you see another couple over there, you just kind of put words in their mouth, like what yeah. they're saying. Now, <laughs> we're getting a window into Josh's dates. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm actually picturing a lot of very funny YouTube videos that come out yeah, of this right. game. Just think up audio from other memes. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> just like Arnold Schwarzenegger screaming, I don't know. Get the, the, the chopper! <laughs> Pork chop sandwiches! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, G.I. Joe memes for sure. It is. So, yeah, so that's the whole thing. And actually, I'm thinking about it now. It, it is on PS4 for sure because after I had seen how bad it was, I saw that it was on a bundle for PS4 with a bunch of other games. And I saw it. It's like, oh, the quiet battle. Like, and this is oh, a – uh, hope reviews don't get out for this thing. A small publisher? Do you know who's the publisher? Uh, it's somebody I didn't recognize. Okay. That's about all I can tell you. It's from Quiet Gaming. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that stuff's all goofy because uh, it, there are some cool moments where the camera does something cool where it goes from that FMV – uh, and it like pans down, you know, where it's kind of like looking at the character's hand, and then it like rotates and it turns into the CGI hand, and it pans back up, and then you're, there's your CGI character, and then it goes, oh, now you're fighting, and you're looking at you're fighting the guys you were just looking it, at. Is it a scene. first person? Uh, it's like a third person. Third person, okay. But the controls are wonky. There's there's so many problems with it. But what's just interesting is that it really tried it tried to bridge that gap between full motion video, and CGI. When I saw this thing, I just assumed it came out in the 90s because Giant Bomb covers FMV games all the time, just old, terrible ones. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, this looks terrible. This must be from the (laughs) 90s. Not thinking that it just came out, like, basically this week, I think. Uh, So, yeah, don't see a whole lot of full motion video games anymore. Um but I was just thinking of that in relation to the other one because it's kind of trying to bridge that gap of, you know, Uncanny Valley stuff. Uh, and then the other one, this isn't gaming, but uh, I read that China's uh, state-run TV is getting uh, AI hosts. So they learn from the same, like, you know, deep learning programming that uh, that's becoming more and more common now. 
and I watched it, and I mean, if you're not really paying attention, they look like people. If you're looking closely, you can tell that, you know, they don't, their lips mm-hmm. don't move like normal, like real people's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a real thing that will exist on China's very real state-run TV station. Um, so this is, it's all just very weird. So um, I would say probably the the scariest or worst thing about that is that uh, that makes it very easy to go back and edit what was said. Mm-hmm. It already happens today, but mostly in news articles. The you know news organizations will wipe out a a bad take as if it never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's much harder to edit video broadcasts. Like it, it can be done, but the effort there is just tremendous. And unless you, you it's can't be unless you it's can't, programmed, you can reprogram it. Right. So if it's if it's AI, I mean, they can tell you know spin so, whatever narrative they want, even historically. Say we never said that. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I think I want my news coming from people. Yeah. So there's an Instagram follower with like a million followers, completely CGI. CGI, crazy. Like people are following a computer generated hmm. public figure. It's just crazy where it's going. So just want to say that. Uh, I'm not too sure how I feel about my news anchors. Maybe they'll be right for once with the weather. Hey. <laughs> Do over, Mulligan. Yeah, what, what can you say about bots when the bots are literally bringing you the news? Yeah. Are they going to trash me if I trash them? <laughs> Don't go in the comments. Well, <laughs> and it's also funny if you look at the you know even recent failures of when Amazon or Google or others have turned on AI – for with a specific purpose, uh-huh. and when they've tried to do learning and the kind of like things that they come up with, and stuff. yeah, I mean, they or even like Google had one that they had to turn off because it just became an internet troll, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's like, it, if is it just going to become us? Because if so, <laughs> oh, that's no. probably bad. Like <laughs> the only things it can learn about humanity are our internet comments, mm-hmm. like. Seventy-five percent of them are trolls. Yeah, it just turns into the worst human being ever. We saw Age of Ultron. All he had to do was read the internet, and he's like, "Humanity's got to go." Yep. Yep. If that's all that's left behind when I'm gone, I'm in trouble. Well, uh, all right. Different kind of news. Um, IBM buying Red Hat for thirty-four billion with a B dollars. Big. So it's it's. It's interesting, number one, because they are an open, open source, source. Uh, platform. Mm-hmm. So uh, people who are, you know, longtime fans of the, you know, and Red Hat is probably still, at least at one point, but probably still is the largest Linux distribution I would say out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that Fedora is actually the server version, or maybe I have that backwards, but either way. Um, so, you know, it remains to be seen what impact IBM will have on that specifically? Well, so, I mean, I read the article uh, and learned stuff that I, you know, I don't know a whole lot about open source. Like, I just don't spend a lot of time in that area. So mm-hmm. I don't have, like, you know, symbiotic or mm-hmm. uh, osmosis knowledge or whatever it's called. Oh, I got you. Uh, just by being around it. So w- something I think that is especially interesting about this, so uh, Red Hat makes a bunch of money by supporting their yes. Linux products. So that's where their money comes from. Because from an they, enterprise perspective. Like you as a consumer wouldn't pay and, anything. And their, their main products, they provide distributions for free. I mean, that's the idea yep. here. Yeah. So it's interesting that Red Hat could be so valuable when it sells its product, when it gives away its product. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it not so differently from how Fortnite is a free to play game, and it's about. It's, I think it's the most profitable game. Probably. I, I think it's made more money than. Oh well, it's God. not. It's no GTA Five, but you're saying. You're saying IBM loot boxes are coming. Oh, they're coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you may not get the support you need, but you're going to get some support in this loot box. Right. Yeah. We, maybe uh, maybe we, they'll be able to run Diablo Immortal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll be like a box. It'll be like, look, we're we're going to sell you this uh, this support loot box, and in it is one like very well seasoned fixer, mm-hmm. and the other two are interns. So uh, open this loot box and you'll figure out who's fixing your product this week. <laughs> so ultimately, um, and I haven't read a ton about this, but just enough. Uh, I would imagine that this is for IBM a, a cloud play. Um, mm-hmm. they, uh, they're they falling behind some of, you know, historically IBM, a very important company in the tech space, but have been falling behind way, way far behind the biggest players. Um and so this allows them to continue to have a platform to continue to expand their their web service offerings like Watson. It also gives them a platform to uh, run uh, or an operating system to run any hardware they want to, to put in the cloud and not be relying on any sort of support fees or even worse licensing fees like for Microsoft or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So um, what impact would this have on gaming? Well... Take a look at someone like Sony, who is uh, a bit removed from the same hardware conversation. You know, they're not Microsoft. They don't have this uh, entire platform in which they could run any sort of cloud offerings. It creates another uh, another option for them, right, if they want to run something on the cloud, um, which is where everything's going. So you never know. Could have an impact, could not. Did, but the, it's did the article say they're still going to offer the benefits of it being free and open source? Like they're still going to provide their distributions for free? You, as, as far as I can tell, yeah. everything's going to run. Most likely, yes. <laughs> I mean, there there are, there are a few instances of, of companies taking open source and making it closed source. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally doesn't happen. And really, things just tend to move in the direction of open source. Microsoft's moving in the direction of open source uh, for, for some things, not, not everything. Um, so it's unlikely, but there's still, there's definitely still worry about what the impact of this sort of, uh, old school corporate overlord might have on a a very popular. That's what my thoughts are. I think some of the gaming developers make, find this as another hoop they have to jump through where there was real lax and leniency with Red Hat, um, and Rel, right? So now you have to turn to IBM and follow their bureaucracy and all these red tapes that you have to usually jump through. Red hats. The red hat tapes. The red hat tapes. Red tapes. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and that's true, and it will certainly realign any uh, focus that Red Hat has on whatever IBM's priorities are, which could detract from other things. And I don't know what Red Hat, you know, as an organization has been working on. Yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, I want to hear, before we talk about, uh, it's not in order, but uh, I want to hear about the Terry Crews Crackdown trailer because I've been following Crackdown for, oh, I don't know, as long as everybody else has, which is forever. Okay. And uh, But I have not seen this trailer. This is Crackdown 2, right? Crackdown 3. 3. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, two, so, two's old. 3 we've been waiting on since Xbox One came out. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a Crackdown. I'm not, I'm not even tell informed me what Crackdown what is. you know about Terry Crews and Crackdown together. Uh, I'm pretty sure, I mean, he's like... He was engaged as an official spokesman or something. Like, they even have his model in the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a character. 
Yeah. Um, I've seen him do some sort of voice work or something for it, but outside of that, I haven't seen much. Well, you hit the nail on the head. Okay. Uh, because not not only is he like you know Old Spice style, yeah, Terry Crews spokesman. Hell um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you look in the game, and it's like, oh, I am, I am Terry Crews. Yeah. Like, I don't look like Terry Crews. I'm Terry. Terry Crews Simulator. And uh, so the they just came out with another trailer, I think, this past weekend. Um, that was him just being Terry Crews, doing his Old Spice shit, where like he opens the fridge and he's inside, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, you gotta be on your toes. You gotta be ready to strike at any moment. And he closes the you know fridge door, and then he walks over, and then like he climbs out of his gym bag on the ground. And so it's just as ridiculous as you'd expect. Uh, but it's interesting to see Crackdown just, like, fully embrace that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know who suggested it, but they thought it was a good idea. And I think it's a good idea of uh, really capitalizing on something like that. You know, Terry Crews was, was potentially in the lineup for the voice of Doomfist in Overwatch. And I think I don't think that actually was true, but people wanted it to be true, so they kept saying it. So then when it was just, like, a professional actor and not a meme. Right. And people were just like, oh, I'm mad. Oh, so disappointed. Oh, my gosh. And it's just like, oh, okay. You got, like, y- y'all just yeah. want everything to be a meme. You chill out. People so, think they want that, but they don't. Yeah. It would be so distracting. No, dude, if if I had to hear Terry Crews bah! do his stuff every <laughs> single time Doofus is my game, dude, I'm out. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> unless celebrities ter- are doing every voice. <laughs> The Terry Crews uh, uh, Old Spice commercials, the, the, you like, you see the commercial and you're like, okay, that was funny, but in your in the back of your mind, you're like, this is probably going to get old after a while, and it never does. It but never it's, gets it's old. It's short and sweet, and I don't, I'm not like constantly watching. I mean, Doofus is already a pain in the ass in Overwatch. If I was mad at that character and I heard Terry Crews every time I was mad, I wouldn't like him. Too get much pumped. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I think that's uh, remarkable because ah! that'll that'll happen at the same time where this whole Doomfist thing and the Crackdown thing happened. Uh, so I think they were smart to just be like, you know what, we'll take them. We're just gonna we're gonna go all. I've, I've never in. played Crackdown. I think I saw videos like a third person crazy shooter. I mean, he's like flying yeah, it's around. Like a, you can destroy everything. Well, everything it kind of seems like a Saints Row esque kind of. Okay. There's game. there's a lot. So in in Crackdown as a series, I don't know that much about. I've never played any of the others. Crackdown three has some very specific things about it mm-hmm. that have made it notable and why the delays are so notable and everything. And for for anybody who doesn't know, I mean, this is an interesting conversation point. I'm sure there's listeners who don't know. Um, the when the Xbox first came out, it touted its ability to have developers be able to develop games around the Azure platform, where a, a vast majority of the processing was done in the cloud on the server side, mm-hmm. so that they could theoretically up the graphics and everything else that's happening in the game by using the server processing power and only display on the console what, what you need to see. Right. Well. It's, as you might expect, very difficult to develop that kind of architecture. And this being Microsoft themselves, I mean, this is a first-party game, I think, or at least very close to Microsoft. But either way, this is this was meant to be the game that sort of really highlighted or touted this functionality. So um, the entire world is, dist- I mean, ma- massive cities that are destructible and not just like, you know, you knock a building down and it falls over. Like every, all sorts of particles and destructible windows and wow. every little piece of everything. And, and in the tech videos, in the tech videos, they 
showed how different zones on the map were being run by different servers, but to the player, it was seamless. Right. I get that. Okay. Oh, geez. So, what? So I'm pulling up this wiki, right, because I wanted to see if they were first party. So it's, the developer is Sumo Digital, but it is published by Microsoft. Okay. Uh, but I'm reading on, and it's just like you said with the Azure uh, engine. Mm-hmm. Um, originally set to be released in 2016. Yes. Mm-hmm. The and game, that's late. It, yeah. That's not even true for the first release date. And it's now slated for a February 15, uh, 2019 yeah. release. So I think Ooh. that's actually pretty firm now. They're pretty close. Well, if they have a hard day, yeah. that's, that's They didn't used to. Serious. So I, I'm pretty sure this was supposed to release. I see what this is going for, but because they're major game developers know that gaming systems, games themselves are going to the cloud. Yep. If you can start having your stuff process in the cloud, less hardware you have to put out yep. in your systems, everything's going to be streaming. So I can see where Microsoft's putting mm-hmm. a lot of time. And it's funny because Crackdown, to me, again, never played it. It's not a big title. But it's a lot of big technology. It is. Right? So it's maybe such a simple game right now at first just because they want to develop the big technology. And it it may not even really be that good of a game when it comes out. There's there's fear around that. But it it will be basically a tech demo for other developers of here's what you can do. Um, So I'm really interested. I'm interested to see what the, the game itself ends up looking like because we don't have a ton of information on that. But I am interested to see how well it runs and, and whether they are actually taking advantage of what the Azure platform can do and what impact that has, right? Because this has been delayed and delayed and delayed. Um, and, I mean, if you look at uh, – we, we've had some friends. I don't know, I, I don't know Mike, if you were in this, the, the Google streaming service for gaming that launched recently, the beta. Mm-hmm. For, uh, and some, some of our, did you do it? Mm-hmm. Okay. No. One of our friends um, – uh, got accepted into it, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey is free to play for a couple of months on it. Okay. And you have to have like a ping over f- or under 40 milliseconds to be eligible, and you have to have a decent internet connection. But he says it's pretty much flawless, and it's all streamed, right? And that's just a single-player game. So no graphic requirements, no hardware requirements, just a network so requirement. Y- yes, and, I mean, you would have to have some minimal hardware requirements to run Chrome. Right, because gotcha. this is basically a plug-in or something, right? And, you know, you, so you'll have some processor and memory requirements, but it's definitely not gaming PC level. The biggest thing is that you really wouldn't have to have much in the way of a graphics card. Right, because it's being processed in the cloud. Exactly. Wow. So it remains to be seen how well this can work for multiplayer games. But, um, you know, this has been the direction the industry has been moving for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's exciting to see some of these things actually come to, you know, into fruition. Yeah, it'll be real nice because, again, it kind of goes back to your systems, right? You have these big graphics cards and these bulky systems, and soon there'll be like a little Steam box. You see those little boxes, right? It's exactly what it's going for. They've been, you know, people have been saying for a little while, like, well, the ne- next console release might be the last one. Yeah, I've right? heard that too. That's some right? rumors. And, yeah. um, and it, it hasn't proven true yet, but we're close. Very close. To where the hardware wars aren't going to matter as yeah. much anymore. And the people who have the best platform are going to be the winners. And, yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, Sony may have won the PS4 versus Xbox One X war or whatever, Xbox One, but Microsoft is much better equipped to yeah. take advantage of the streaming services. For sure. Well, cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, how do you guys feel about taking a quick break? Yeah, let's do that. We're going to hear a little um, feature from one of our other podcasts, and we'll be right back. 
Hello, this is Ray from the Heroes Podcast Network, and I am here to tell you about Screen Heroes. Do you love superheroes? What about superheroes in film and TV? How about weird rankings like top five lists or maybe three people just arguing about top five lists? Either way, we are the podcast for you. Check us out every Tuesday night live on Twitch or subscribe to Screen Heroes Podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, and Google Play. Now, back to your regularly scheduled podcast. And we're back. Thanks, John. <laughs> that that Hellsberg Diamonds promo. And if anybody's in the market for a wedding ring, yeah, if you're on the fence, you know who to. We're not sponsored, but uh, so we it, could be. Yeah, yeah. So Derek sent a, this to us. Uh, it is a Hellsberg Diamond promo where if you spend like thirteen hundred bucks on jewelry or whatever, you get a switch. <laughs> They'll give you a Nintendo this Switch. This is the greatest. So I'll be honest. Greatest cross promotion ever. It's pretty easy to spend $1,300 on jewelry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I mean, if you're looking to spend a bunch of money on jewelry, hey, you yeah. may as well get that Switch. Something for her and something for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that is the you. entire idea behind <laughs> this promo. But yes. No, if you like, I imagine you propose to, you know, your significant other and. and they're like, oh, my, you got this in Hillsburg. All right, so I know you got a Switch, so you got me a Switch, too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm actually more excited about the Switch. <laughs> it's really a great strategy. It's something to, like, to help promote the relationship and then something to destroy it so that you have to go back <laughs> yeah. to Hellsburg Diamond That's true. to get your Customer. apology gift. I really yeah. needed a switch and my my girlfriend really needed to be proposed to. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what ended up yeah, making Priorities are right there. Um, do you think it comes with Zelda to just really, like, put the icing on the <laughs> Uh, you know what? I, I'm not even sure if it comes with the game. Hey, babe, it, Maybe it comes with Mario. I got you this ring, and also don't expect to see me for the next couple Ooh, of months. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Well, so I, I read that they had, apparently they had a promo similar uh, thing, which was uh, spend a thousand bucks and get an Xbox One, which is arguably a better deal. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I guess this isn't the first time they've done this before. And honestly, it, it's goofy, but it's really not. A bad idea. You know a console promotion I still do? I still can never win one. But uh, the Taco Bell box. Mm-hmm. I always submit them in. They always usually have a PS4, Xbox One promotion. To this day, I'm going to get a box, sit in the parking lot, and eat. And when I submit my code, it'll send me one back that says, you win. Because I do. It's, it's, I've probably submitted like 10 of those. So, Dude, a group I used to be in, somebody won one of those gold oh, Xboxes. Man, they have some really, really cool ones from yeah. Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Taco Bell, for catering to your demographics. Yeah. <laughs> Give me something to play while I sit on the toilet. <laughs> uh, so, who saw that Detective Pikachu trailer? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I really liked it. I really liked it. I don't know, I don't even know quite why. Like, it should just be sort of like kitschy and cringeworthy and I, I'm like oh that should appeal to somebody but I'm not sure who but I actually really liked it. I was really ready to hate it I, and I couldn't. Dude, this is how I felt <laughs> when I watched that K-pop stuff. I was like oh this is going to be oh 
This isn't bad. I think Ryan Reynolds really just killed it for me. I, yep. I was really wait killed it in a good way. In a good way. In, in a good way. Right. In a great way. Just well, you his... can't kill Pokemon. They can only faint. <laughs> that's, that's why they use Deadpool so, because he never yes. dies. I, I don't know how many he's done, but I've liked Ryan Reynolds in his voiceovers. He did this one movie called Turbo, which is about a snail that gets sucked up into a car and then gets. Super speed. Um, so he did really great in that. Ryan Reynolds is a very versatile actor. Yeah. Right? He just does all sorts of stuff. I, I was telling you guys earlier that the original casting was saying Danny DeVito yeah. as the original was going to be casted for Pikachu. I can't even believe how different that <laughs> when was. I fa- when I faint, just throw me in the trash. <laughs> like, I'm sure Danny DeVito's been in old uh, like detective movies, right? Like, There's got to be one. He's the Lorax. Ah, that doesn't do anything for me. Another He's voiceover. the penguin. He's the pe- <laughs> he is the penguin. He is the penguin. I yeah. have a hard time picturing Danny DeVito as Pikachu without just picturing Frank as Pikachu. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like when Pikachu gets a drinking problem. I cannot escape this show. <laughs> it's like, oh, Charlie! <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys haven't had a chance, you got to watch the video. I thought the interrogation of Mr. Mime was just fantastic. It was. It was I, really good. So, I, I, watch that. I think this can only be successful, all right, if they if they lean into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where they have to lean into Pokemon culture and the things about Pokemon that would make this funny. If that's the only, like, really, like... If that's the only thing that really appeals to, like, true fans who know about the different Pokemon and the, their various abilities. And, like, they need to be making jokes about, like, the types and weaknesses and strengths. You know, they need to be making po- jokes about, you know, how Pokemon live in the Pokeballs and how what happens when they go to the, the Poke Center. And I wonder if this will be the, like, answer we've always wanted of, like, what is it like to live in a Pokeball? Well... Because, like, there have been answers across the series and stuff, mm-hmm. like, here and there and stuff. Yeah. But I hope they really just make something memorable. And I think it needs to be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't need to be... Does it need to be dark? No, it just it doesn't really need to explain anything. It just yeah. needs to be funny. Yeah. I think. I foresee many ball jokes in that. Well, I, I really I, hope they go into extreme detail on what IV training is. And they go into what it's like to, to go to a tournament and have no fun at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, just this, the least fun parts, I hope they only focus on those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, okay. Buzzkill. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, you know, <laughs> what I did read, uh, I, I read part of an article. Uh, I forget who wrote it. It was, it was a very big name actor. Uh, but he had written this article that basically said that all of Deadpool's success, like the success of Deadpool and R-rated movies, R-rated, like, hero movies and stuff, could only exist because of Ryan Reynolds specifically. Like, Ryan Reynolds has been building towards what exists now for, like, a decade. And, like, none of this stuff was by accident. He's been building his whole career to be Pikachu? He was just so pissed about Green Lantern. (laughs) So are we all. (laughs) But it it was this idea that, like, he had been working so hard, but in such a smart way like the stuff he was doing was on purpose he wasn't just like trying to passion mm-hmm. his way into a role he was like okay well here's what we're gonna do all you these mean, like, things are calculated yeah so all of these things like this people keep trying it like this it's not gonna work it hasn't worked it won't work you know and then even with like green lantern it's like yeah we tried it your way now we're gonna try it my way and so he 
began to build the whole hype, the whole machine that became Deadpool. And it was the first rated R uh, hero movie, modern hero movie. Um, and it's funny. It does. I mean, just like we're talking about with what that Pikachu movie should be. It doesn't matter. You, nobody knows who teenage Negastonic Warhead is or whoever. And that's the joke. That's the point. That's on purpose. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they pulled out Pokemon that were, like, really obscure, but then they just wisecracked and moved on, no one feels weird for not knowing who the Pokemon are. Yep. Like, I feel, I feel like having him involved is perfect because he can figure out exactly what that tone needs to be, make sure it's not cringy, but make sure it's still, like, endearing enough to serious fans that they, they are, they'll come back for more. How old do you think Ryan Reynolds is? 26. 22? 22. 20, 42. Oh, I was yeah. like. <laughs> I said 26. Okay. <laughs> so I don't think, uh, I don't, I mean, I, 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 none of us know. So I'm really curious about guesses. I thought he's like 44. I said 42. 40s? You think he's in his 40s? Yeah. yeah, I think he's a really good looking 40 year old. I think he's probably like <laughs> in his 30s. I think he's probably closer to our age 30s? than you guys think. What do you think, Mike? I don't you know, know. 42 is not bad. I'm going to go with... Don't tell you know, us I feel 42. like 42. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Look at that. All right, so knowing <laughs> that, do you think he's ever played Pokemon? Oh, heck yeah. No. What? Dude. He'd be like 15 years old? No. He'd be like... He'd play it as an adult? He'd be like 20 years old when that thing came out. Yo, I remember in even in the Green Lantern movie, he had a copy of pokemon in his room and i'm just saying that's mm. indisputable proof that he's okay pokemon. no that's fair plus i mean think about like even something like pokemon go everyone's grandparents yeah. are playing pokemon go so the reason i say that doesn't count and it doesn't count is because that doesn't give you the character that playing the actual like game boy game yeah that's true it doesn't give you all the like little lore and the character of the different po- i so, mean not that there's a vast is there i mean no, is there that much i just lore mean like the, behind pokemon? the 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 interesting bits about different Pokemon and the types and all that. I mean, there's things that you pick up in the game and being in the community that this movie has to play on or it's going to lose all those people. Hey, I just came up with our question of the show. Okay. Uh, everybody's got to send us in the, the worst. Oh, well, sorry. No, we'll do, that, we'll is, do, do is the, that the, no, no, I was thinking. So as, as Pokemon has, uh, existed for a longer and longer amount of time the like flavor text that each pokemon gets mm-hmm. has gotten just wilder and wilder because yeah. there's one it's like oh it's like mag whatever the slug with magma on it from like, magmar no no well no, no. I, ironically no. uh it's like slugma or something what a yeah. great name slugma but uh, oh, the, one of the newer generations mm-hmm. it was, yeah. i think it was in second pokemon gen. Had gotten weird yeah I, i'm pretty sure it's in second gen because that's when i was still pokemon playing purist. and in the in the flavor text or whatever, it's like, ooh, the lava on this slug's back is as hot as the sun. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Let's <laughs> then back we're all this dead. Up. Like, maybe you went overboard a little bit. Maybe maybe it's half the temperature of the sun. Yeah. Like, whoa. You know, so as time went on, just more and more flavor text, as they introduced characters that were like literal gods and stuff, their flavor text was just so over the top. Just yeah. insane. Yeah, there definitely so was wanted- a period of time where like, People forgot that Pokemon were in their were their own thing, and they started just like, are they are these becoming Digimon? Mm-hmm. So, is the question, what is Ryan Reynolds' flavor text? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We got to talk. We got to talk about something besides this movie for a second. So, we wanted to touch on Fallout seventy six, game of generation. 
Game of Generation? Game of a Generation. Game of a Generation. And that game's going to be... What do you do? I don't know. I heard War Finally Changes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's the, here's the very short version. Fallout 4. Uh-huh. Remove all the NPCs. Okay. Add multiplayer. That large of a map? Oh. Uh, like four times the size or something. Yeah. And it, the, the map is going to be absolutely huge. And there are a bunch of different areas, like zones, that you can visit that are all very, very So big. if there are no NPCs, there are no quests or storylines? There are quests. Uh, maybe. The dialogue options there... are you either pull the trigger on your weapon or you wait to pull the trigger on your weapon. Not a lot of... <laughs> Not a lot of leeway there. The the only story in it is done through the the hollow tapes or letters so, so or terminals I imagine, or whatever. You have to either read or listen. So is this like a mm. day Z server where you drop in, you have to build your base, or then at the end of the, you can either stay there? You, you have a live. starting point, okay. and there are places you can go that you know are sort of loot-centric. Okay. Right? So it's sort of like... You know, sort of... It, it's not Battle Royale. Just make that clear. <laughs> but... I do think that they're capitalizing on this, the Battle Royale craze. And, you know, it's not a shrinking map or anything, but it's like, go build up your loot, kill the other players, win. It's that. It's, is there that's just it. a bunch of questions where it's like, you know, the, the big one is, are there NPCs? No. So they're like, there's no traditional Fallout quest that, that you typically think of. Uh, the other one is, like, you can build a base. Well, what happens when you log out? So I'm still not totally clear on what does happen when you log out, but the stuff is only like semi-permanent. So, so that's where I, I think of games like DayZ, um, where you can come back into a server that you were in, and your base or whatever you built was still there. You, your, your gear that you've collected is still there. I think it's something like that. Um, and there's some level of progression. Like, there's progression in that you get levels. Okay. I don't know what they get you. I assume perks. You know, your talents or whatever they are inside of Fallout. Um, special. <clears throat> That's what it is. Yeah, special. Special points. But um, either way, I mean, for the most part, what I've heard about this is that um, it's the same engine that they've been using for Fallout since Fallout 3, right? Just keep enhancing a little bit. Um, it's basically all the bad parts of Fallout 4 with multiplayer, which I didn't even really like Fallout 4. Uh, I never the, finished it. I liked it. I didn't game. finish I didn't it either. Finish I got pretty it. far, and the dialogue options just drove me so crazy I had to quit. I, I had was, to quit. I was playing like two weeks ago. I had my girlfriend sit next to me, and I, I spent at least 45 minutes going through this place that was hard as shit because I was on survival and all the stuff, so any wrong move, I'm just dead. And I, it was in, I was in this water treatment plant, and I finally drained the water, and I, I came that. out, and there was a bed right here, and I was like, okay, well, I'm not – I could sleep right now and save, but there's another thing 10 feet away that I'm going to go look at real quick. And I walked over there, and suddenly there was an explosion, and I was dead. Like, there was no, like, beeping of, like, I'm under attack, or I stepped on a mine or whatever. I had walked there before, so there shouldn't have been, like, a trap. But I even, I like, I recorded it and everything. I just walked in, and then then there was an explosion, and I was dead. And I was like, okay, well, I think I'm not playing Fallout 4 again. (laughs) Like, I feel like I was just cheated. Yep. You know, so that sucked. So the, uh, um, you know, ultimately it sort of feels like they're not trying hard enough on this one. Like the game, the whole engine needs a revamp. The whole game needs a hard looking at, you know, what exactly you're supposed to be doing. If it were a $30 game, I would probably be like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, let's, uh, 
Man, I don't even know if I'd do that. I almost look at it like a Destiny thing, where it's like, I hear that Destiny Forsaken's pretty good, but it, it was even out, for, like, for free, basically. And they I gave it away for free. Didn't want to I'm going to go it. pick it up. So, I, I don't know what to do there. Like, I go to Fallout for the decisions, not the gunplay. The gunplay's not that great. So, now if it's gunplay-centric, I don't know. Do they do they sell vats? Uh, they do. They do. I don't know how it works, though. People yeah, talk about PvP, it. Yeah, against PvP, how would you do yeah. that? Yeah. You're just slowed. Everyone. He's just shooting there me. There is I can't a bat do system, nothing. but I don't, <laughs> I don't think it slows anything down, but it will take shots for you with a chance to hit Okay. while you're standing still. So it'll just happen in real time. <clears throat> but we'll, we'll, we'll see how we'll that see. goes. Like I said, I saw somebody name it. Uh, you know, Fallout 76 is the No Man's Sky of 2018, <laughs> and that really sums up how I feel about it. Uh, yeah, I won't be picking that one up. Yeah, me neither. I still haven't even bought Red Red Dead, so. Oh, oh you're missing you should out. get that, actually. No, I know. I, I really am excited for uh, online stuff to come out. I mean, I've still barely even touched the story mode in that game, but I just love what that thing is, what it's got going on. Yeah, Red Dead Online looks really promising. I mean, the GTA Onlines have always been pretty successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty excited about Red Dead Online. I just want to know if you can you actually create a, you know, you're going to be able to create your own persona in the game. I'm sure. Um, you yeah. just have a million Arthur Morgans walking Yeah, around. a million <laughs> Arthur Morgans, right? What I want to know is after the single-player game, I guess everyone's just going to go straight to the online game, right? There will be DLCs for Red Dead Redemption, yeah. right? I believe I've already saw one about zombies. Did you guys see I that? I don't know if they're going to... No, gonna... I haven't... Okay. I mean, that's on the first There's line, a but... part in Chapter 3, and I'm not going to do any spoils here, where I literally thought there were zombies after me. You will get there. Yeah. Just wait till you get there. They're not zombies, but you just got to. You, you know it's got to. I can see it coming in a DLC. I I haven't gotten to this part yet. I know it's coming up, but I've heard so many people talk about it, and I just love that everyone's so excited about it. The scene where you're trying to find Linny. Oh, the, you haven't been to the that no bar no scene yeah yet? yeah I know I know I know I know oh my god it's right at the beginning I know, <laughs> uh, but it's this just fun scene where. Uh, as far as I can tell, well, I, I won't even I won't even say what it is, but you're going on this wild, wild chase. You have a wild, crazy night, kind of like in Skyrim when you find that uh, basically Bacchus, the the demon prince of like revelry or whatever, and you just get you have like the hangover, but in Skyrim. It seems like kind of that's what this has going on. Um, so they, they did really good with this scene. So the scene is well, hold on. So I. I still, there's plenty I don't know. Okay. But what I do appreciate is that everyone I've heard talk about this scene talks about it the way they talk about, like, their favorite movie. So, like, <laughs> everyone I've, I've heard about it, uh, it's just, I, I've heard it up for, like, best scene, like, best, best moment of, like, 2018 in a video game. I, think, I think where they did well with it is it's not fluid in the sense. It takes you through a night out with Lenny, and you're getting pretty hammered and it breaks that night up into different scenes um there's a point don't tell me don't tell me yeah the way they break up i the don't night want to hear any spoilers you, from cheaters <laughs> from, <laughs> <laughs> funny. gold bars stacks on stacks um anyway um yeah they, they break up the scene in a way that i've, I've never seen done before and then you you interact with the scene and then it breaks up again to another point of the night Kind of like you're blacking out in different parts of the night. It's really good. You'll have to play it. I won't ruin it for you. Uh, we can talk about it next time. Hopefully yeah. you get there. Yeah. That's like literally really early. I know everyone likes to steer away. <laughs> I know. It's right at the beginning. <laughs> All right. Well, let's um, let's definitely steer clear of any more spoilers. Let's go ahead and uh, tackle our question. Uh, hey, real quick. I uh-huh. want to say like 
two things real quick. First yeah. of all, Toby Fox, who made uh, Undertale, came out with a free game, but a definitely not finished game, and I haven't played it yet, uh, called Deltarune. Um, anybody out there who's played Undertale, if that sounds like something you're interested in, you should go check it out. Uh, it'll probably be, like, it'll continually get worked on over the next year or so. Um, but if you like Undertale, probably you'll like this thing. Uh, but I thought that was interesting. And the other thing was um, some of the shit from BlizzCon we didn't say. Lucio has his own cereal, which is funny. That is hilarious. Lucio's? Yeah, Lucio's. <laughs> Lucio O's. Lucio O O. And uh, uh, apparently Blizzard had released two of Lucio's tracks, like the ones, you know, in game he has this healing song mm-hmm. and his speed song. And so they had released, this was a while ago, I didn't realize, they released two tracks that were those tracks. So now they've also released an entire album, an actual album <laughs> that you can download. So I haven't I haven't looked it up on YouTube, but it seems like it wants you to download it rather than like, you know, it's not going to be on Spotify or anything. But anyway, I just thought that was cool that they actually put in the effort to do that. I bet it's all right. Um, and then the other thing uh, with Fallout 76 and then also with Overwatch, I know the next Overwatch patch is going to require a full reinstall, which isn't that big a deal, but... Just Which how does that even work? The client has to reinstall it. I mean, that's, yeah. So there, there are a bunch of backend changes. Well, so there's no. That would mean there's no like optimal load. You have to download the full thing, and then yeah, let, probably let still let the client optimal reinstall. playing space. to start from the beginning again, though. Well, no. I mean, when you update it, you would just update the most recent information. So right. it's not like you have to update it and then download ten patches. Uh, it would only make you download the most recent stuff. But that's just interesting because instead of, you know. A small little download of maybe it's even big. a one gig, it'll be it'll be pretty hefty. Uh, and likewise, the Fallout seventy six day one patch is bigger than the game, so the game is like fifty gigs, and the patch is even bigger than that. <laughs> That's it's insane. Wow. That means it's the entire game. It's the whole game. Yeah. I mean, that like that is a reinstall. Yeah. You have to, and they can't even patch the core files. And there's you have to a glitch. Them. There's a glitch in the client when people are downloading seventy six for the beta, where if you clicked anything, like the words, if you checked mm-hmm. Bethesda's Twitter, they were like, hey, when this screen finishes loading, don't touch anything. Don't press any key because if you press any key, it deletes your entire 50 gig game file. Like not even your save, it deletes the whole game. So anyway, uh, Bethesda had promised spectacular failures or spectacular uh, glitches. So <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they were right. Anyway, that stuff's all goofy, but uh, there we go. There's your lightning round. Well, thank you, Thomas. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how Blizzard can continue to merchandise uh, Overwatch. Merchandise. Merchandising. Okay. Um, our question of the week last week was, uh, what would be a terrible mobile gaming port? So, I think that a terrible mobile gaming port would be Hearthstone. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he almost Sick had me. Burn. I thought you were serious. Sick <laughs> burn. Okay. No, actually. Um, Do you not enjoy it on, on the mobile? No, I, I think it's just fine. Okay. It's. I mean, it's not as... I make a lot more mistakes, like accidentally mm-hmm. play a card, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's no, just yeah. going to happen. I, man. But some I people use it as their miscount, primary I, I miscount numbers all the time, and then I'm like, well, I know I just lost the game yeah. because I just I just blew it. Because I don't know how to... Don't try to rank the legend on mobile. Dude, there's a, uh, I think I might have mentioned it to you. There's a new solo mode now that teaches you basically how to do combos and like huh. really intense stuff. 
For Hearthstone? So yeah. You so mean like synergizing different cards? Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like it's it's a puzzle, actually. You're trying to solve. It, it'll give you all this stuff, and it's like, all right, you can kill the hero in this turn. Figure it out. And some of them are fucking oh, hard, that's dude. pretty cool. Yeah, so cool. It, it, Yo, yeah. It, especially like the that's warrior the, one. That's, that's just the, the normal PvE mode, right? Well, in the normal PvE modes, you get a whole turn, though, not just uh, is no, it one you, turn. Usually, you get... usually in the in the old modes, you're basically just trying to beat bosses yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This one is here are these cards, and you have this is everything that's on the field. Mm. Now, like the there are three enemy minions on the field, and the, yeah. the hero has fifteen health. I got you. Figure Situ- out how yeah. you're going to solve the situation. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah, so it, like the I remember the first one I had real trouble was was the warrior one. I don't play warrior a lot, so I just was not thinking in the right direction. Enrage, enrage, enrage. Well, I <laughs> I kept what I was doing was I was trying to hit my my own character this in a specific way last when I because I instinctively I'm like, well, I don't want to do too much damage to him and kill him before I can right. attack with my thing. Well, I needed to hit him first before I even started anything else, and it took me so many tries before I just <laughs> figured that out. But it was cool because it really made me think in a different way uh mm-hmm. but it gave me you know i got practice i got to you have unlimited mulligans so in a normal match i would just lose and be like well not playing warrior again because i'm bad <laughs> well for a for real answer i would probably say something like Baldur's gate trying what? to trying to manage your party and everything oh, on now, yeah, but at least you can pause and stuff Baldur's gate is practically diablo and so here we go diablo what if well, they made a mobile mm-hmm. port am i right I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back here and say that uh, Baldur's Gate is not basically Diablo. Yeah, Baldur's Gate was a little more in depth. You to manage a party of six yeah. people. It's, tur- it's basically yeah, Baldur's Gate. I never got that. Using Baldur's Gate Two rules. was even better. I thought Baldur's, Baldur's Gate Two was, was definitely Dude, better. Baldur's Gate better. was a game I played at my friend's house when we we're like all about to we, fall asleep, but we it tried was my to play first anyway. LAN party yeah. game. It was yeah. my first LAN party game. You get game like ever. twenty minutes in, and you're like, "Okay, bet." <laughs> Dude, literally never got past twenty minutes into that game yeah. because it always fell asleep. I, I was, Hiya, I'm Emowyn. Yeah, okay, <laughs> Emowyn. I don't think I'd like to see World of Warcraft on mobile again. What would you put all the crap on your screen? An MMO. I mean, dude, they're Fortnite, everywhere. Fortnite they're and everywhere. PUBG are on mobile, so like, what you should do? they be? I mean, they run all right. But is it the purest? Most holy version of the game. Look, once you go down that path, <laughs> ain't nobody holy anymore. The people playing them on mobile are just doing it for the fun. They're yeah. definitely not doing it for the competitive. Even though the oh. setups these competitive players yeah. are on the mobile now yeah. with all the additives or additions you can put on just your controller. PC. Yeah, get the PC. <laughs> Jeez. You know, I saw uh, somebody had designed, they had 3D printed a steering wheel for racing games for console. Yep. Where they just designed this thing so that you rotate it like a real steering wheel, and it moves a mechanism that very gently moves the control stick. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Damn, that's pretty clever." Yeah, like, pretty smart. If somebody did something like that and figured out how to make a mobile game actually run worth the shit uh, for like a racing game or something like that, where you could have uh, really tight controls like that, that would rock. But I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> I feel like Eve Online would be the worst mobile game, just because it'd be fucking impossible. You know? <laughs> Uh, how do you manage spreadsheets on a phone yeah. anyway? I, I would, Google Sheets. Yeah. Okay. It'd be even more it's funny. Not easy. It'd be even more funny to like listen to the squad leader who's on his PC get pissed off at the mobile guy who's supposed to be his support. Yep. <laughs> why aren't you uh, why aren't you armor healing? I'm still just trying to click that ship way out there. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it literally would just become a list. <laughs> it would just right. become a list of ships. You couldn't do the, the like the ship UI. You would have to just do a list of your fleet and just click the people. That's how you have to use your volume button. It's like tabbing in World of Warcraft. Dude, literally any twin stick shooter would be the worst. I was telling you, in, in Stardew Valley, you can walk up to an arcade cabinet and play a uh, twin stick shooter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, if I was playing Stardew Valley on a computer, that arcade game might be fun for a second. Not fun. Not fun. Anytime they put fake buttons on a screen, yep. but they don't have like haptic feedback. I mean, you can't touch them. They're just... Oh, I They're just no, visual buttons. Yep. Oh, it's the worst. It is the worst. The, the day that someone comes out with a twin stick shooter that's actually worth something, take my money. Because, like, I don't think it can be done. And I don't, I don't think it, it out, can be done either. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, some good answers there. Um, we have a question for next week, which is what, uh, in the vein of uh, Heldsburg Diamonds and a free Nintendo Switch... Free. Free. Yeah, yeah, quote unquote free. Uh, included Nintendo Switch. What cross promotion would you like to see? Uh, I think my answer has to basically be you know, when I go to lunch and I go to my favorite sandwich shop, I wish they'd throw in a, a free Hearthstone pack uh, with purchase of, you know, Chipotle and loot boxes. Ch- Chipotle. <laughs> oh, man. Dude. Lizard's going to get all over this. That's dangerous. Careful. Chipotle delivers now, too. Oh, yeah, you're delivering loot boxes to yourself. Yeah, see, yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Maybe instead of Monopoly uh, at McDonald's, they have, like, peel-away Overwatch skins. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. You know, that'd be all right. So, uh, or what, just anything not Monopoly. <laughs> just, well, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. Didn't they get shut down because it was just a giant scam anyway? Was it? Yeah, like employees just abused the hell out of it. So they oh, just, I, can I think they that. just got rid of it or they changed people it entirely. People dig in the trash to get the They stickers. did change it. So at least for the Halloween one, what they did was you, you, you still pull off, right? Everyone loves to pull off the little tabs. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's the best part. Free McMuffin. And then you wow. Get, yeah, you get those the still. Small coffee. But then you have to get points that you have to register online. And then you can use those points for more prizes. Oh, so that's how it is now. Who cares? <laughs> All right. But, yeah, so go ahead. What are your – what would be your favorite new cross-promotional idea? And send us your answers, um, and we can discuss them in our next episode. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. It's been fun. We'll see you on Episode 71. Gamer Heroes is part of the Heroes Podcast Network and hosted by GGKC. You can find our episodes at heroespodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and tons of other podcast apps. Follow us online at GamerHeroesPod and at GG underscore Kansas underscore City on Twitter or at Heroes Podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. You can also find us on GGKC Facebook page and our website gg-kc.com. To all you gamers out there, play nice, play well, and play again. See you next week.